0: This week this week it's funny because this week I was talking to Joy in the truck. And I was talking to Joy about mighty men. And I was telling him about the three mighty men of King David. And if you got your Bibles, you can open up the Second Samuel. Second Samuel verse Chapter 23, verses 13 through 17. And I was telling them about some of the exploits that these mighty men have done. And these are the three of the mightiest men in King David's army. (coughs) It said, during harvest time, three of the thirty chief men came down to David at the cave of Adalam. While a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rapham. Raphaim, Raphaim, Let's say it that way. Raphaim. At that time, David was in the stronghold. Hallelujah. David was in this. You know what? This place here is a stronghold. This church, this property is a stronghold. Your homes should be a stronghold. Because of not because of your house but because of who is in your house. And who is in your house? Jesus is in your house. That's right, Ali. Jesus is in your house. It says that David was in the stronghold, and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David longed for water and said, Oh, that someone would get me a drink of water from the well, near the gate of Bethlehem? So the three mighty men broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem, and carried it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out before the Lord. Far be it from me, O Lord, to do this. He said, Is it Not the blood of men who went at the risk of their lives, and David would not drink it. Such were the exploits of the three mighty men. Now those three mighty men's names were Eleazar, Shammah, and Joseph Bathshebeth. And I gotta mark this. I gotta mark this page because I'm gonna go back to it. Gotta find something to mark. It's weird. How about one of these right here? There you go. Oh, better yet. How about a wooden peg? That'll work. Let me tell you something. Do you know how many men are in a garrison? 500 men are in a garrison. And they were encamped all around Bethlehem. Now that took boldness, didn't it, for these three men to go down through there. Three against 500. It said they broke through the ranks of the Philistines. They sat there and they drew water from the well from Bethlehem. And then they took it back to King David. That's pretty bold. These men. These weren't normal men. These were warriors. These men were tried and true. And they were true to King David and they were true to God. Now, you know what the definition of boldness is? It's the willingness to take risks and and act innovatively that they are confident and courageous. These men had all of these traits. They were not afraid. They knew who they were. And they were bold. God is asking us to be bold today. You are not a child of fear. You are not a child of the Most High. You you are not a child of fear. You are the child of the Most High God. You You are not made to shrink back from the battle or to go into a corner and hide. But on the contrary... You were made for such a time as this. Think about that. You were made for such a time as this. To rise up and to be as bold as a lion. Because you are a child of God. First Peter 2 9 says, But you are not, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation a people belonging to God that may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Who are you? You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to to God. That's who you are. You are not a child of fear. But you are a child of God. In Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Yeah. In another version it says, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. You are a warrior of God, who does not back down, is not timid, and is not fearful or afraid. That's who you are. Only your adversary, the devil, wants you to believe those lies. That you are afraid. That's what he wants you to believe. That you are called you are not just anybody, but you are a child of God. That's what you got to say to the devil. That I'm not just anybody, I'm not a child of fear, I am a child of God. But the devil doesn't want you to know who you really are. Does he? The devil doesn't want you to know who you really are. Why? Because he wants to hold you back. He wants to keep you from what God is calling you To be. And just like the Peter, just like in Peter, the devil wanted to sift Peter. Actually, it's in Matthew, I believe, it's in the Gospels. When Jesus looked at Peter and said, the devil wants to sift you, Peter. That's exactly what the devil wants to do to you. He wants to sift you. All these things that have come up against you, all these things that have happened to you, all these things that are against you, are not just random. It's because the devil is sifting you. All those things that he's keeping you from, it's not just coincidence. It's not just bad luck. It's because the devil is sifting you. He wants to tell you that you're not enough, that you're never going to be enough, that you're a nobody, and that you came from nobodies. He wants to keep you from prospering. Do you feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again, the same thing over and over again, year after year after year? It's because the devil is sifting you. You feel like you take 3 two steps forward to get knocked back 3 steps because the devil is sifting you. He's laughing at you and he's saying you're just another cupcake Christian who he enjoys eating. That's what he's saying. He's laughing. You're just another cupcake Chris, Just another cupcake Christian. Say that 3 times fast. Cupcake Christian. We're no cupcake Christians here, are we? Amen. It's time for you to take a stand. It's time for you to realize who you are and who is inside of you. And that is Jesus Christ, the Son of the Most High God, the Holy Spirit, who's a deposit. You inside of you is dynamo, is dynamite. 1 John 4, 4, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Amen? But it's time for us to be as bold as lion. It's time, it's time, it's time. Can you imagine being bold? Bold as a lion. You know, I have a book. It's called The Lion Chaser. And it's a great book. I think everyone should get this book. It's called The Lion Chaser, and it's about one of David's mighty men, Benaniah. And I would encourage you to, you know what you need to do? You need to get your Bible out, and you need to open it up to 2 Samuel chapter 23. And you need to read the mighty men of King David. You need to read their exploits. You need to read how bold they were and how brave they were. And I'm going to tell you, that will encourage you to stand up and be bold. But I have this book. It's a great book. I read it fast. I need to read it again. But it's about Benaniah, son of Jehoiada. He was a lion chaser. It says up here, Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, was a valiant fighter from Kabzeel. Who performed great exploits. He struck down two of Moab's best men. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. Can we flip it to the next verse, Joe? It also says that he took a spear of a mighty Egyptian warrior. He went up against him. The next verse down, I don't know where you're at. 23... Let me go back to it. I got it marked. I'll read it here. Said that he struck down a huge Egyptian. Although the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Benaniah went against him with a club. He snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Such were the exploits of Benaniah, son of Jehoiada. He too was a famous, he too was as famous as the three mighty men. He was held in great honor than any of the 30, but he was not included among the three. And David put him in charge of his bodyguard. Hallelujah. He was mighty man. He was highly respected. He chased down a lion on a snowy day. And I was telling Joy about this, about Benaniah, and I said to Joy, "I said, I wonder what Benaniah thought when he saw that lion in that pit." He said, "Man, you know, I, I was just kind of imagining it. I'm just thinking, thinking to my, thinking to myself, and telling Joy, like I wonder if he thought, man, that mane and that lion looked pretty nice." That was a beautiful looking mane that lion had in on him. And I can imagine seeing that beautiful mane in my tent as a carpet on my floor. And I said to, one, and I said to Joy, I wonder what that, if that's what Ben and I said when he saw that lion in there. And he jumped right down into that pit on a snowy day and he killed that lion and he came out victorious. Some of us here today feel like you're in that pit. And there's no way out. You think you're too old, you're too tired, you're too young, and there's no hope. I wrote down here, when are you going to realize... That you are a warrior in God's army. No matter how old, how tired, how young you are, it doesn't matter. And instead of that lion chasing you around in that pit, I think it's time that you chase that lion around in that pit. So that you can move on to the next battle that God has for you. God wants you to fight, and God wants you to have a victory. It's time to say, no, devil. It's time to say, no, devil. You know what? Moses was a timid man. Moses said, I don't want to speak for you, God. I can't speak. Didn't he? He said, send, me, send Aaron with me to speak to Pharaoh for me. But you know what Moses did? He stood up there and he said, "Pharaoh, let my people go." Do you think that Moses was timid when he said that to the most powerful man in the world? At that time, Pharaoh was the most powerful man in the world. His armies were the they were like United States armies. They were world-renowned, fighting men. The Egyptian army was a superpower in those days. And Moses got up and he said, Pharaoh, let my people go. And that's what we got to say to the devil. Devil, let my people go. Let me go. I've had enough of you chasing me around in this pit. I'm going to chase you around. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have your head as a souvenir. Because of God who's in me is greater than he who's in the world. And I've had enough of it. It's time we stop being sifted and we start being a warrior for the kingdom of God. Amen? God's people never stop fighting. Do you know that? They never stop fighting. You never stop fighting. You don't, no matter how old, how tired you get. Because the minute you stop fighting is the minute you start losing. And when you're old, you start fighting by getting in the word and prayer. And when you're young, you start fighting by getting in the word and prayer. (laughs) And when you're middle aged, you start fighting by getting in the word and prayer. And it never stops. Because your adversary never stops. The devil never stops. He's looking for a door to be open in your house. He's looking for your heart to be in the wrong place. He's looking for your eyes. Do you know the eyes? Your eyes are the gateway to your heart. And if the eyes are good, then the body is good. If the eyes are full of light, then your body's full of light. We got to be careful what we're looking at and what we're filling our eyes with because the devil will use it as a tool. And he never stops attacking you, never never never. I don't care how old you are. He keeps coming at you. And you got to keep fighting him. Do you think these mighty men would have gave up? No, they kept fighting. They're not quitters. Even though the odds might be stacked up against you and your enemy looks like giants, just remember King David. Just a boy. He slew a lion and a bear and a giant with his bare hands. Just a boy. Just remember King David. King David is one of them. King David, he did exploits too. You don't see him written down there, but he was the king. And David led by example, didn't he? Benaniah killed a lion, so did King David. King David killed a bear. King David killed a giant with his bare hands. King David was a mighty man. A mighty man. They would sing songs. That King David would slew 10,000 while Saul slew thousands of the Philistines. Even though the odds might be stacked against you, never give up. Even though things look impossible, never give up. Although things look like you can't see the horizon, never give up. Never give up. Never give up fighting the devil and his schemes. Even though you might get knocked down and pushed back, you just push forward even harder. You just press into God. You just seek God with all your strength, all your mind, all your heart. Never give up. Psalms 28. It says the wicked man flees. Though no one pursues him, but the righteous are as bold as lions. Think about that. The wicked man flees, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as lions. The righteous are as bold as lions. We are the children of God. We are not weak, but we are bold. We are not fearful, but we are courageous. Because our God is for us, and He will not abandon us, or fail us, or forsake us. He will not be shaken. Amen? Amen? He will not back down or bow down to the devil, nor will His children. But we are mighty. We are mighty. For though in Second Corinthians chapter 10... Verses 3 and 4. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. You are a stronghold breaker. Amen? You think the devil thinks he might have a stronghold on you. He might have a strong man against you but you have a greater man than he has by far no weapon against you shall prosper oh i'm getting ahead of myself that's isaiah chapter 54:17 i'll close with this and remember this no weapon against you will prosper or prevail And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Did you hear that? No weapon formed against you will prosper or prevail. You will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is your heritage. This is who you are. You are a child of God. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Let's say it together. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I will refute every tongue. Say it. That accuses me. This is my heritage. Of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me. Declares the Lord. This is who you are. That's who you are. You're a child of God. This is your heritage. God's already won the battle, He's already won the fight. We just got to stand in the gap with Him because we're His children. All those against us will fall. For our God is stronger; He can do all things. Amen. Yeah, no higher place. My God, that's right. Amen. That's who we are, church, and that's who our God is. Our God is stronger. He's stronger than any force this world has ever seen. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. Amen? He created this world. And He created you. And He created me. And He deposited His Spirit within us. Yes. My wife has something to say. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Okay, so I want to give you a story. Jackson, Ephraim, Ali. The scripture that Grandpa just read, no weapon forged against you will prosper. So I want you to picture something. There was a king. He was a king of a country, and his name was Hezekiah. And he was going to battle. And you know who he was going to battle against? He had like an army. I don't remember the exact numbers, but we'll just imagine. He had like a thousand soldiers, Jackson, Ephraim. He had like a thousand soldiers, and he looked down over the hill, and guess what? There were so many soldiers in the valley, he couldn't even see Anything but soldiers. Thousands and thousands and thousands of soldiers. And they were ruled by a wicked king. And his name was Sennicarib. Can you say Sennicarib? That's, that's probably why they call it a sin. <laughs> Sennicarib. And he was wicked, Ali. He was a wicked king. Exe. He was an EXE king, Ali. Uh Uh-huh. Now listen, he created a weapon. He did such terrible things. Now I'm going to tell you this adults. He did, because I want you to picture this. He would take 10-foot poles that were sharpened on the end like a pencil, and he would impale the people that he conquered. He would put them on the stakes, and he'd just put them out to dry. And they would turn black. And there were so many people impaled on these stakes that they would call every country he would attack, they would say that he created a black forest because there'd be thousands of men, women, and children That this evil, evil king. That's like Satan. That's the heart of Satan. Right? He was so evil. And then he took 7,000 golden eagles. He raised golden eagles. 7,000. Can you imagine? 7,000 golden eagles. And they trained these eagles to literally... Pick up, they, you know, have you heard the title Screaming Eagles, like the sports teams, Screaming Eagles? He would train the eagles to go and carry, they would be so big, these eagles were so big, they could pick up a soldier, grab him by his back or his shoulders, and they could swoop them in to attack the enemy. And on the bottom of these eagles they would have these balls of gold that would be like they the eagles would fly over the soldiers and it would decapitate some of them it would kill them it was so bad and so think of it king hezekiah who served god and he went to god and he said god should i go to battle should i go to battle And he looked over and he saw just think of think of Lord of the Rings, right, where you see like the battlefield filled, and then you look back and you got this little battle of scared soldiers, right? And he but he went to Samuel or Elisha, I think it was, and he said, "Should we go to battle?" And Elisha, and so this is what Elisha said. Elisha said, this is what the Lord says. And this is where the scripture comes from. No weapon forged against you will prosper. No weapon forged against you will prosper. It didn't matter that there were tens and tens of thousands of soldiers It didn't matter that the lands were covered with black forest of people hanging on stakes. It didn't matter that there were 7,000 golden eagles. And let me tell you something, today, that's what the enemy is doing. This is his, we are entering his final battle. So we need to wake up. And we need to see, because Satan is bigger than Sennacherib. And he has more than 7,000 golden eagles. And he has more than tens of thousands. And he's against you, and he's against me. And here we are, right? This little church of worshipers, car salesmen, landscapers, college students, and man, all retired but it doesn't matter because God said to his people don't worry no weapon let's read it together no weapon forged against you will prevail and you will refute every tongue that accuses you why this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Amen. And that's for us morning.
0: Amen. No weapon formed you will prevail. Amen. So, my question to you is, who are you? Are you a child of the Most High God, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a people set apart? Or are you a bunch of cupcake Christians, sitting in your cupcake pews, eating cupcakes, and getting fat? Hallelujah! Are you a warrior of God? Amen. You're a warrior God. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Who's a warrior? Raise your hand. Who's a cupcake Christian? Put it down. Oh, I got you all. <laughs> Hallelujah. I got you all. All right, Father, let's pray and close this service. Father, I thank you and praise you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've called us to the battle. That we're worthy, Lord Jesus, of your calling. And I pray, Father God, for your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. I pray for your anointing. I pray, Father God, that, Lord Jesus, that you, Lord God, would shake heaven and earth. And that you're going to shake it again. And after that, your return is coming. That you're going to shake out all the dross. All that's not of you from us. And that you're going to fill us with your Holy Spirit like never before. That, Lord God, we'd be like these mighty men doing exploits. Lord God, for you and for your kingdom, that we wouldn't be afraid to preach the gospel to the lost, or to our friends and to our neighbors, or to our co-workers, that we would stand in righteousness' sake. For it says the righteous will be as bold as lions. Give us boldness, Lord Jesus to do your will. Give us boldness in these days to come, for we're going to need courageous, bold people to be able to stand for what's coming on this earth, Lord Jesus, for what the plans are, what it says in your word. We're going to need to be bold. We're going to need to be courageous. We're going to need to be hopeful and not fearful. We're going to need to be strong, Lord God, and be able to stand our ground. So strengthen us and gird us up, Lord God. We put the I pray, Father God, for your anointing upon your people all across this nation that we would rise up in one accord, Lord Jesus. I see that sleeping giant wakening up, Lord God, and rising up, Lord God. And I see all the dross falling off or all the demonic forces of evil and the plans that the devil has had and all of his lies being broken in Jesus' name. And I pray, Father God, for your Holy Spirit Lord God, to fill this place like never before, to fill each person here, to fill your body, Lord God. And I pray this in Jesus' name. We bind up every plan, every lie, every sickness, every disease. We bind up this COVID-19 in Jesus' name. We come against it and we send it back to China where it came from. Lord God, I pray, Father God, against this COVID. I pray against these lockdowns. I pray against these rulers and evil and wickedness in high places. And I pray, Lord God, that you would move the hand upon our government in our state. That you would move upon our government in the United States and that you would bless those Lord God and that you would ordain those Lord God and that you would bind up the devil who's trying to steal this election from us in Jesus name and that all the and that the truth would come out and all this evil would be exposed i pray for this in Jesus mighty name and i pray your blessing upon your people this week As we go out from here, Lord God, that we'd be blessed in our coming and our going. That we would take your joy with us. That we would not be fearful, but we would be bold. And I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen! Amen. Amen. Hallelujah!